Hi, I'm Casey Hobbs. And I'm Shane Mason. And we're the hosts of Nurse Talk Radio. Please join us for this special edition podcast. We have a great show today. In a few moments, we'll be joined by RN performer and writer Elaine McGree. In her one-woman show, playing at the Marsh Theater in San Francisco, Elaine first takes audiences to January 28, 1986, where as a hospice nurse, she finds herself in the chaotic socio-political center of the AIDS epidemic on the day of the Challenger explosion, confronting the relative values of life. What does an irreverent and outraged lesbian, who also happens to be in the midst of early sobriety, do? Determined to keep holding the edge, Elaine starts a riot. So let's get right to this, Elaine. Welcome to Nurse Talk. Thanks so much for being with us today. Thanks. I'm so happy to be here. Well, we're uh, glad to have you, Elaine. Uh, Before we talk about your show, share with us how and why you became a nurse and how long you've been a nurse. I became a nurse... Uh, I started working towards being a nurse in the late 70s when I realized I wanted to have a child and I needed a way to be sure to be able to support that child. And some friends around me were nurses, and at that time they had a lot of flexibility. So I took pre-nursing classes, and then I went to through the community colleges, which was a way in for people without Mm -hmm. a lot of money, and Mm -hmm. became a nurse that way. Great. We wanted to ask you about the title, Holding the Edge. What's the meaning of that? That's a great question. (laughs) That title kind of came out of a crowdsourcing uh, as was part of the description. The show was originally titled The Relative Value of Lies. Holding the Edge refers to three or four different things in the show. Uh, There's a line, holding the edge of a community while it unravels which was the role that lesbians had, in a way, in the gay male and the overarching queer community during the epidemic. But they're also, being on the edge is sometimes a place of great danger, or being at the edge where different communities or different ecosystems or different belief systems come together can be incredibly fertile, but you have to be willing to stay there for things to emerge and shift and change. Yeah, when I saw that title, I actually thought of it in kind of a psychotherapeutic standpoint where people talk about sometimes you're at the edge of your comfort zone or the edge of what you're working on in your own personal self-actualization to keep it from coming completely unpacked, but also to to work that edge to expand yourself. So I, I thought it was a great title. Yeah, Absolutely the psychological edge of discomfort and comfort is one of those really fertile territories. And so January 28th, 1986, why is that the date at the center of the play? That was a day in my work as a hospice nurse. That was the day the Challenger blew up. Mm -hmm. And I was in North Oakland in a home explaining to, I think, a grandmother and a mother what, what death was going to be like for their loved one. And there were three televisions in the room with the the explosion just going over and over again. So that's an indelible image in my mind. And at that time, probably 6,000 people had died of AIDS in the United States, and there was no formal recognition or organized attempt to deal with it. 
But the day the seven Challenger crew members died, the president canceled the State of the Union address. It was an incredible day of mourning. And I felt that it presented an incredible and clear contrast in how lives are valued differently. That's so very profound and powerful. The show is called, of course, Holding the Edge, and it's described as a ritual and a live performance in fiction and a protest all at the same time. Talk about that and what the show's about, how it all comes together. That's great. That's a quote from Keith Hennessy, who's a fabulous choreographer and performance artist. And I loved that he so totally got what I was trying to do. It's one day in the life of this hospice nurse. There's um, joy and pain and grief and sorrow and uh, you meet a patient, you see him die, you meet other people in the street. But throughout all of that is woven a song of remembrance and celebration for the dead that the audience sings with me at the end, and there's chanting and there's audience participation, which comes really easily. So for most people, it's... um, It's a more engaging experience than kind of sitting passively and watching something. And I think it allows people to grieve and celebrate in equal measure. And as you weave this kind of life and death theme through the show, what's the intended impact on the audience? What would you like them to walk away having experienced? That's such an interesting question because I was trying to express the complexity of feeling and issues of class and race and parenting and sobriety and to give people an experience. The impact is for people to experience themselves as ordinary, extraordinary, flawed, and capable of having great joy and sorrow and changing the world through communal action. Our humanity is in what's funny or quirky about us. And so, again, that's something that lets people enter into identifying with the feelings of the narrator and finding themselves, seeing themselves Mm -hmm. in the story. And humor opens people's hearts up. If you can make somebody laugh, you're much more likely to be able to get them to stay with you in something that makes them uncomfortable or they're not sure about. It's a, it's a great common denominator. It's a binding, and it feels good. Yes. <laughs> I think it's yeah. healing. Anything else you'd like to share with our listeners, Elaine? Uh, yes. I, I started writing this in 2014 because I went to an academic conference where Ronald Reagan was given a visionary award. <laughs> And I was so angry. I wanted to smash things. I was really distraught for four or five days. And over the course of the time I was writing it, a lot of the Black Lives Matter protests were and are happening. And throughout the history of protests, there are prophetic moments where there's just an upsurging of emotion So I made a conscious attempt that this nurse, that people would read as white and sweet and nice, (laughs) I have her throw a trash can at the (laughs) window of the federal building. Because um, 
I believe that people would identify with that. That's brilliant, would really. would feel like, yeah, absolutely right mm-hmm. on. Yes, and I, yes. I, it's a very indirect way of supporting uh, some of the outbursts and expressions of very appropriate rage that happen from time to time as a result of social injustice. Well, beautifully done. And again, for our audience or our listeners, we're talking with RN and playwright Elaine McGree. Her show is Holding the Edge, now playing at the Marsh Theater in San Francisco. For more information or to purchase tickets, visit themarsh.org. Elaine, we want to thank you so much for being here, and thanks for sharing this powerful work. We really appreciate it. Thank you. For more information about this topic, visit nursetalksite.com. 